Hello, this is Yolanda Murphy, and welcome to this Exceptional Journey podcast, where you will find inspiration to live courageously through adversity, empowerment to live freely despite your past, and ignition to live boldly in your purpose, all by walking the survivor's side of life. Good people. What is up? It is your girl, Yolanda Murphy, back with another episode of this Exceptional Journey podcast, where it's my hope to either inspire, empower, or ignite you to live your best life. How have you guys been? If this is your first time, or if this is not your first time, hello. (laughs) I hope all is well. Thank you again or as always, for clicking over to my little corner of the podcast world and rocking with your girl just for a little bit. I feel like I have not did this in forever. Like, how long has it been? I feel like it's been like a month. I mean, I've been, of course, uploading episodes, but a solo episode I haven't done, I want to say since like mid-January maybe. So hello. I've missed you guys. How have you been? (laughs) Either way it goes, guys, thank you again. I really appreciate it. I've been busy, like good busy though. You know, of course work and working on, you know, different projects and even things for the podcast um, and for my YouTube channel, dot, dot, dot. um, And even for the blog. So, you know, always working guys, always working. (laughs) Um, But let me plug my social media real quick. Um, You can find me at Twitter and at, I'm sorry, you can find me at Facebook and at Instagram what um at this exceptional journey and then on twitter i'm tej podcast guys even use that hashtag hashtag tej podcast questions comments suggestions i would definitely love to connect with you and follow me i follow back okay (laughs) guys so this topic that we're talking about today i have wanted to record a podcast about this um for a couple months now Uh, but I've kind of let it settle in me for a little bit. Uh, And of course, as you've clicked over and you're listening, you know that the the topic today is about early menopause. Yikes. Uh, So let's just start here. The facts are um, I am in early menopause. 39, um, about to be 40, and I have no cycle. Um, which hence of course means no children, yada, yada, yada. But so let me let you know how I found out and then we can go from there. So, um, probably around, uh, end of last year, maybe October ish. Um, I noticed differences in my body and not necessarily physical. Um, but I noticed my mental stamina changed. Um, I noticed that my fuse was getting shorter with people, um, i.e. things that I would not respond to uh, before. Not only did I respond to, but responded very snippy or very quickly. Um, And so about end of October, maybe beginning of November, there were a few times like I really had to catch myself like, what is going (laughs) on? 
something's different. Something's, and again, I didn't feel anything physically. I didn't, you know, feel any more or less tired. And, you know, I can probably chalk that up to chemo fatigue that I'm still, you know, dealing with probably for the rest of my life, <laughs> nevertheless. Um, but I didn't feel any physical changes. Um, but I definitely felt them mentally. I definitely felt them um, emotionally. So, you know, anytime, I mean, anyone that's ever had any diagnosis, not just cancer, um, you kind of take note, mental note. Um, okay, the last time I did this was this date, or the last time this happened was this date, um, or the first time this happened was this date. So um, around that time, I was just take, taking mental notes, uh, keeping track um, of course not paper wise, but mentally of, okay, this is weird. Like this is going on. This is what happened. It happened around this time. Let me keep an eye on it. So again, that was around like end of October, beginning of November and probably about mid November, it dawned on me that I hadn't had a, a menstrual cycle. And I was like, okay, wait a minute. What month is it? Um, you know, when I went through chemo, literally from the very beginning, I didn't have a cycle and I didn't have one for almost a year. Um, and it had its pros and cons. Of course, ladies, we all know if you get cramps, if you get, you know, fatigue and migraines, like a lot of us do, um, not having one was, wasn't really, I mean, I was going through chemo. I, I kind of expected it, but it wasn't missed, <laughs> but I had just had a busy October month. Uh, so I really wasn't paying attention unfortunately. Uh, and then here's like beginning of November, middle of November. I'm like, wait a minute, something's missing. <laughs> so again, something else I mentally took note of. I already had, um, cause I see my medical oncologist twice a year, um, every about four to six months. Um, I had my end of the year appointment in December. So I was like, okay, um, when I go, I'll just mention it to him. And I'll take note of the things that I've felt like have changed. And then things, pieces of the puzzle kind of started coming together for me. So went to the doctor's appointment um, and, you know, I let him know. Uh, and again, my medical oncologist is phenomenal. He's like world renowned, literally. I let him know, you know, okay, I haven't had a cycle since September, <laughs> I know. Why did I not notice? I have no idea, but I have not had a cycle since September. And, um, and I kind of ran some of the, the side effects I felt like came from that. And he's like hella smart. Like he's amazing, but without skipping a beat, he was like, Oh yeah. You know, women that are on tamoxifen, um, you know, it's, it's not surprising that, you know, they no longer have a period, you know, that they go basically into early menopause. And, and I watched him and he watched me watch him. And just like that, the conversation was over. And he, oh, and then he also said, oh, and there's nothing to worry about. So, so here's the thing. I trust my doctor. You know what I mean? Like I do trust him. So the fact that he said there's nothing to worry about did kind of put my mind at ease, but and, and we'll get into this whole new normal in a second, but here's another, here's another journey for me to have to go on. Here is something else that I now have to face after already having to face a new normal. So I was kind of sent off on my way to kind of fend for 
what I do. Like, okay, this is where you are. This is what's going on. Okay. It's, it's normal, um, for women who are on the medicine that you're on. Uh, and we're going to keep it moving. You're still healthy. You still have no cancer. Let's keep it moving. Okay, cool. Yeah. All I needed to hear you say is that I still don't have cancer. Everything is checking out, you know, whatever, whatever. But guys, so it has literally been, um, and, I, and what I'm going to discuss is some of the side effects, I believe that I've had from going into early menopause. And I've only told a few people, um, some, there are some people who are, who know me, know me, uh, and they've noticed changes and they've noticed that I've gotten snippier or they've noticed that my sarcasm <laughs> is on an all time high, uh, or they notice, uh, for example, um, I sing, I think I've told you guys that before, um, in a couple different choirs, I sing at my church, what have you, but we had rehearsal and I just could not stand. I, I could not stand for long periods of time. And we were actually recording. Um, one of the choirs that I'm a part of, um, is preparing to release like some projects, you know what I mean? So, um, but every moment that we got, I sat down and a few of my friends were like, what's going on? Like, are you okay? And so then I would have to tell them, you know, what's going on. And it's not necessarily that I'm trying to keep a, keep it a secret again. Um, if you've ever listened to any of my other podcasts, I've probably mentioned, you know, even with my cancer diagnosis, there are some things in this journey, just because of who I am and how I'm built. Um, you know, I get the news of something and I kind of have to sit with it for a little bit on my own. Um, so I can know how I feel about it or where I'm coming from about it. I'm very logical guys. If you haven't noticed, I'm very, very logical. And that's basically what I've been doing for the past like month, maybe month and a half. Uh, because every day, to be honest, not every day, but I'm noticing something different again <laughs> about me. And it's daunting. It is absolutely daunting. So let me just tell you some of the symptoms that I've been having. I mean, I, you know, I've looked up menopause, I've researched it. Um, you know, of course this usually is, um, any of the, the symptoms that I've read about or, um, seen for menopause are usually for women 55 or 60 and above. Uh, and I did look up, you know, some things about early menopause, but again, because it's not common, it's not, I mean, people go through it, of course, but it's usually medically induced, hence in my state. So they don't really, I mean, they could tell you, you'll probably have, uh, you know, some of the same symptoms or side effects of women uh, that are going through menopause naturally because of their age. But this is a whole different ballgame, guys. <laughs> this is a whole different ballgame. And it's daunting. So let me just tell you some of the things that I've noticed or, or, or side effects, um, or symptoms that I've noticed my body going through. So let's take it back, um, again to, um, end of October, um, beginning of November, as I already told you guys, um, I started getting real snippy and not just with people like in conversation, but I even started getting snippy with myself. Like 
in the drop of a dime, I would like, and I can't be the only one, you know, when you're like doing to-do lists, like you talk to yourself. I can't be crazy. Okay. Well, maybe a little bit, but <laughs> you know what I mean? I would, I would be doing like my regular to-do lists or I speak to um, members on the phone. I, I work for a health plan here in Pittsburgh and I speak to members on the phone and I noticed not necessarily that I was getting snippy with them or, you know, being rude. I would never do that. But mentally and anyone that works on the phones and talks to people through customer service knows this mentally you say a whole bunch of stuff <laughs> like as people are talking to you you're having a whole nother conversation in your mind of what you would want to say <laughs> but i noticed i was getting irritated quicker or i was getting more impatient faster and it was just not cool it was it was just not cool and so I noticed that that was one thing, my mood swings. And then <laughs> there would be times I actually called one of my friends in the middle of one of, I've been calling them episodes and I felt crazy. Like, and I don't use that word loosely, but I felt like one minute I was fine. I felt like I, I was good. I was, you know, maybe grocery shopping. I don't even remember what I was doing, but then the next minute I felt like, I just could boohoo cry, like on the drop of a dime. And then like 10 minutes later, I had tons of energy. I was like, what is going on? So the mood swings, guys, oh. And here's the thing, you know, growing up, I've had my cycle, my menstrual cycle since I was 10. So I've been in the game for a while and I always, <laughs> I always tell people, um, you know, even in regards to breast cancer, I've had breasts since I was like in fourth grade, fifth grade, like legit. My mom was buying me training bras and I wasn't even 10 yet. Well, I was maybe 10, 11. But in all of these years that I, I've had a cycle, I've never experienced mood swings. I've gotten tired. Um, I have gotten like in the place where I just want to be, of course, by myself. Like, no, I'm good. You guys go ahead. But I've never had these erratic up and down, like how you see on TV, <laughs> like how you see on TV as people paint the picture of what women go through if they have PMS. I've never had any of that. So this is all brand new to me. Like I used to get hot flashes, which let's introduce this symptom. Um, I had hyperthyroidism in my twenties, um, like my early to mid twenties. And I used to get hot flashes then. So I kind of knew what hot flashes felt like, and then, of course, after chemo, uh, because of all of the hormone changes and all of that, I got hot flashes. Then, you guys, you guys, these hot flashes that I'm getting now, <laughs> and I kid you not, they feel like someone has lit a fire in my in my inner being. <laughs> okay. It feels like my whole insides to outside are on fire. These hot flashes feel, they don't feel like the ones I used to have during hyperthyroidism. They do not feel like the same um, hot flashes I used to have after chemo. Even the hot flashes I used to have after taking tamoxifen for the very first time. Nope. <laughs> nope. Nope. This, whoo, the, these these, these hot flashes are a doozy. So there's that side effect. Um, and then the odors guys, the odors. So I'm still a young, vibrant woman, right? One day, probably about mid November. <laughs> um, 
I had taken a shower, you know, for the morning, gone to work, what have you. By the middle of the day, I smelled my underarms. And guys, if this is TMI, I'm sorry, but this is a part of the journey, okay? And they stuck. So let me give you a background of that. I've I've played sports all my life, like literally from kindergarten to college. I've played some type of sport, basketball, volleyball. I did track and field. I played soccer. I did softball for a little while. I, I did it. Um, so I'm no, you know, um, stranger to sweat. I'm no stranger to odors, you know, in regards to like sweating and just not clean. You know what I mean? I'm not, it, I'm not a stranger to it. This was not the same. This was, <laughs> if I had to connotate it guys, I would say this would be like a little boy that's about to go through puberty smell. And if you're a young woman that has a teenage boy, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Like you go from like <laughs> innocence, you know, all oh, your skin is so soft. It's so velvety and smells like butter to raging hormones. And you smell like outside mixed with sweat, mixed with dirt. Like it's just disgusting. So I literally, I don't even remember what I was doing. Um, but my my ph changed hormones changed so the deodorant i used to be able to use i can no longer use um the soap um whether it's body wash or bar soap that i used to use i can no longer use my face wash that i used to use i can no longer use guys it's it's <laughs> it's just so much but i noticed that change as well um and then here's, here's, here's the biggest part, um, the biggest side effects for me. Like, again, I had hot flashes before they're different, but they're not new. Um, odors again, I've been, a, I've been an athlete, so I know what it means to stink because you need to get in the shower because you're sweating. These are different. Um, but it's not necessarily brand new to me, but these three, well, these two, I'll say, um, that I'm about to talk about you guys really, and I'm going to try not to get emotional. These ones are kicking my tail and it's because I've never faced them. I've never dealt with them and it's a big deal. So the first one is bone pain. Now, again, I, I seem to be an anomaly and I'm okay with that. Um, uh, because when I went through chemo, I had the chemo fatigue. Um, I wasn't nauseous. Uh, I would get really, really bad migraines and it didn't matter how much water I drank like my nurses would, you know, keep telling me, drink more water, drink more water. And I'm like, I'm drinking like gallons a day. And it's still, I'm still get, like migraines to the point where I can't even talk loud. Like it would hurt for me to even talk loud. And the bone pain didn't come for me. I, I would, I would have joint pain after chemo. Um, I would have the fatigue, uh, like muscle wise, you know what I mean? After, um, chemo, but this bone pain altogether different all together different. So the main problem that I'm having and pray my strength and joy, <laughs> um, is my spine and my tailbone. Um, my full-time job, I sit for eight hours and I've been doing this for five years, but even before the company I'm with now, I've been in customer service for majority of my life and I've sat for hours at a time and I've been fine. 
guys, I, I'm at my wits end. I'm like trying different pillows to sit on. It doesn't matter what chair I sit on. Um, I've tried, um, because I do go into the office one day a week. I've tried switching out my chair. Um, even in my home office, I've gotten different pillows to go on my office chair. Um, it doesn't matter. Now there are some that my tailbone doesn't hurt as much with specifically in my lower back, um, doesn't hurt with, but it doesn't matter. It hurts all the time. Um, my knees and my, my hips, which I already had a problem with anyway, because if you, you know, listen to the sports I played, I was always sliding, always diving, you know, always getting hit with balls or what have you. Um, so I've already had bad knees. That's, <laughs> I mean, it kind of goes with it, right? Um, shoulders, you know what I mean? Um, but this is different. This is, and it pains me. It's, we'll get there in a second. So this bone pain, it all day, every day, all literally all day, every day. Um, and then the last one I wanted to talk about is I'm shorter. <laughs> so here's the thing. And again, I'm going to try not to get emotional <laughs> on this here podcast. Um, I was five, six, all of my life, literally from eighth grade, like ladies, you know, like we're the tallest people in seventh and eighth grade before the boys hit their growth spurt. And then in high school, we're like the shortest people on the block. Right. <laughs> or at least that was my, my scenario. Um, but that was me in eighth grade. I was one of the tallest people. If you know, you guys had assemblies or had to take school pictures, you know, they would line you up from shortest to tallest. In like eighth grade, seventh grade, I was at, I was in the top because I was tall. Yeah. By high school, I was like at the end because I was the shortest and I'm okay with that. I mean, it kind of comes with territory. Um, so I say that to say the height that I was, I have been for a very long time. I've fluctuated depending upon, you know, how people measure me. I've fluctuated from five, five and three quarters, um, to five, six, um, you know, again, depending upon, you know, who's taking my height and you know, what shoes I got on or no shoes or my hair that day, you never know. <laughs> but I say that to say when I went to, um, uh, my oncologist appointment in December. So w they've always tracked my height from, um, uh, from diagnosis till now. And they were very adamant. Now, don't get me wrong. Every time, you know, you go to your PCP or, excuse me, you go to like a regular doctor, like for a checkup, of course they take your height. But when it comes to cancer and from what I've, I've gleaned from asking like different nurses is that they always want to track either your growth or your not growth, if that makes sense. Um, so they've been tracking my height since diagnosis in regards to, you know, my med onco staff and what have you. So when I went in December, I told my doctor, I said, I feel shorter. Now here's the kicker. Okay. Um, so I went through a phase in my life when I was going through hyperthyroidism and, um, I lost a whole bunch of weight, which is kind of how I knew what was going on. I lost a whole bunch of weight in a very short period of time. So I think I lost anywhere between like 25 to 30 pounds in like two weeks, three weeks. Um, and it wasn't because I wasn't eating. Like I was fine. Like I didn't feel anything. I just lost a whole bunch of weight because of my thyroid, what have you. And at that time I felt taller. Um, so what I've heard from people is that a lot of times when you 
lose weight quickly, you feel taller because you're thinning out. And then I've also heard the inverse where if you gain weight very quickly, you tend to feel shorter because now you're wider. Guys, let me know what you think. That's just what I've heard. And I can attest to the tall part. I say that to say, when I started feeling shorter, I was in my, <laughs> in my kitchen and standing at the counter, right? And where the counter used to hit me, it doesn't hit me anymore. And I was like... I got to reach a little higher to reach stuff sometimes. Or I was like, something's different. I said, I feel short. So I was like, you know what? And I noticed this in like November. And I was like, okay, maybe it's just me. You know, it, I'm not going to make a, a mole out of a, a mountain out of a molehill. You know, I'm just going to let it ride. No legit. When I went into my doctor's appointment in December and they took my height, I am now 5'4" legit five four I think they were trying to give me like five four and a quarter but I am legit five four so <laughs> I say all of this to say guys and thank you for listening if you're still here I, <laughs> I say all of this to say uh it has been rough for me the last couple months um in regards to this specifically as a woman um as a person of faith because to me it's not just early menopause i mean it is something naturally that happens in every every woman's body when once you get to a certain age cool got it but when you're in your 30s and you're thwarted your whole life is thwarted towards cancer or you have cancer and then it's thwarted to be a survivor now, you don't think about, um, and I wrote this in a blog post recently, you don't think about the after because you're just trying to live, right? And things are mentioned in the beginning, but because you're so focused on living, you know, you not being able to have children later is hindsight to you actually being able to live to not be able to have children, if that makes sense. So... Some of the things that I'm facing right now at times are overwhelming, if I'm honest, because yes, my doctors told me specifically my med onco doctor told me, okay, people who are on tamoxifen, these are some of the side effects. This is what can happen. We can't tell you what will happen for your body because everybody's body is different. Let's be honest, guys. I'm grateful I even had a, the little bit of cycle that I had for two years. Like, literally, I started taking tamoxifen October of 2016. And it was like my body said in October of 2018, all right, that's enough. We've had it. Close up shop. We're done. <laughs> but seriously literally the next month like I, I was done like what so uh it's been overwhelming at times and of course my emotional swings and my mood swings <laughs> play a part of that but it it I feel like if I'm honest I feel like I'm going through a whole new normal all over again and you know for those survivors that are out there you know exactly what i mean survivors of anything to be honest not just cancer because once you come from a thing and you start trying to live normal life whether it's abuse um you know opioid abuse or whether it's physical abuse or mental abuse 
um, whether it's you being on a job for 30 years and then you, you know, you leave and try to live a new normal life, whatever that is, you know, that once you leave, whatever that old was and get introduced to the new, yes, there are some people that rise above. And, and I would like to say, you know, in my case that I tried to rise above as best as possible. I took every punch that came, every symptom that I had after chemo and radiation, I rode with it. I, of course, still have faith in God that I'm going to be better than what I was before. And I still have that. But guys, if I'm honest, this whole menopause thing, it's a doozy. It Because it, and here's the thing, you know, and you know, you guys that are survivors, let me know how you feel. Um... When I was going through chemo, I knew what to expect. I didn't know how my body was going to react, but I knew I could look up with this specific chemo, these are the side effects. With this specific medication or this chemo, these are the side effects. Of course, again, you don't know how your body's going to respond, but you knew kind of what to look for. But baby, when you are in menopause in your 30s, Everything goes out the freaking window. Like, yes, you can look at the symptoms and the side effects, you know, that regular women in their 50s or 60s or 70s go through, going through menopause. But your body literally, so because, so let me say this, because their bodies, women, older, older women, um, transitioned into that. They took decades literal decades to stroll for lack of a better word into menopause that's not how this works for our bodies my body was still vibrant my body now don't get me wrong i know medical people say you know women who are above what is it 32 or 35 you know your chances of getting pregnant i'm not even talking about that yet i i haven't even brought that up yet (laughs) but i'm just saying our bodies are still vibrant still cycling eggs and still making cycles and you know still having healthy hormones you know depending upon if you have something else going on but but it goes from that to nothing there is no transition there is no you know, oh, let's just slide into it so you can get your symptoms gradually. No, baby, this was, to me, it felt like it was over freaking night. Literally, it felt like it was overnight. Whew, guys, it, it, it has, it's been a lot. And you know, I always, always look back on why well, I'm still alive. Hello. And I'm grateful, of course, as anyone can, you know, attest to. Yes, thank you. But guys, I'm being honest. This whole early menopause is throwing me for a whole loop. It is throwing me for a whole loop. So if anything, if if I wanted you to learn anything from my journey so far <laughs> with menopause, I may have to come back and give you an update later because it's only been, what, two months, almost two months at this point. Uh. If I had to leave you guys with something, if I, if I had to say, you know, what it's taught me, what I've learned from it, it would be this. Number one, this whole new normal with menopause is actually making me stronger. And I, I don't know. Does that sound cliche? I don't, I don't, I mean, that's just, that's just how I feel because I'm, I'm recognizing, uh, how do I want to say I'm recognizing my weaknesses in the change 
and it's making me mentally stronger. Um, I'm recognizing my emotional weaknesses that chemically sometimes I feel like I can't control, but I feel like mentally it's giving me tenacity. It's making me stronger. It's making me wiser. Uh, to be able to fight another day, does that mean I'm not going to cry the next day? Absolutely not. Does that mean I'm not going to have a mood swing and want to punch my manager in the face? Absolutely not. If you're watching, if you're listening, you know, I would never punch you in the face. <laughs> but I'm just saying, I, I feel like me having to learn this whole new normal of my life and my body all over again, from what I feel like, is making me stronger because it's yet another thing that I can fight, that I am fighting. It's yet another thing that I'm learning new things all about me all over again. And I, I feel like it's making me stronger and I'm grateful. I'm so grateful for that. Um, if I, I had to say, you know, something else that I've learned, um, you know, from being in early menopause at 39, oh my gosh, I still, I still, still can't believe it. But, um, if anything I've learned, you know, as I get stronger, as I attempt to get stronger and allow myself to feel these moments, I allow myself to feel the emotional shifts. I allow myself to not be so hard on myself about my bodily changes, whether mental or physical. It, it allows me to grieve the old cancer me. And I don't know if that makes sense to anybody, but anytime you reinvent or re-evolve yourself, you kind of have to let go of the old and pick up the new. And I don't know if this makes sense to anyone or not, but I feel like the last two years me, um, in regards to where I almost three years me, um, was the old me yet again. <laughs> and it's, it's taught me that it's okay. And I'm, I don't really do well with grieving just a natural, you know, with people passing away, what have you, but it's taught me to grieve me and that it's okay to let go of the old and to pick up the new, no matter how difficult it is. Does that make sense? I hope it makes sense to somebody. <laughs> um, but really it, it, it's really, it's been challenging of course, but it's been revelatory. Like it really, really has. And I mean, right now I feel good about it <laughs> right now. I'm like, Oh my goodness. Thank you for early menopause. No, y'all know I don't feel that way all the time. Catch me 15, 20 minutes and I'm not where I am right now. I might not feel that way, but I feel, I feel good about it. I feel good knowing that so far. Yes. This cancer journey has been difficult. This cancer journey has changed me. Um, it has changed my relationships and my people around the people that are around me. Um, it has changed like almost every aspect of my life besides my relationship with God, of course. But, but it, even again, it, it changed that cause now it's stronger. But I say that to say it's allowed me to be okay with evolving and with changing. And I'm grateful for that. And to be honest, guys, like, I believe this is just the beginning. If I'm honest, uh, you guys know, you know, if you've listened, you know, to previous podcast, the whole point of this exceptional journey was created because I wanted to be a voice in a space where I felt like young adult cancer survivors didn't have one. And I wanted to create a platform for young adult cancer survivors to tell their story, 
um, how they tell their story, not being coaxed, not, you know, asking questions. Um, if you've listened to any of my podcasts with guests, uh, I don't give them any prep, like literally. And I'm so grateful if you guys are listening. Thank you so, so much for being guests. But I don't give them questions. Like some of them will text or email or call me like, hey girl, like, are there any questions I can prepare with? Or are there any topics? I'm like, no. <laughs> You guys are troopers. You're the MVPs. But I don't. I don't give them any liners. I don't give them an outline. And that's not, of course, to be malicious, but I want people to hear the raw story. I want them to hear exactly what they went through, how they went through it without the fluff, without the covering up, without feeling like you have to dumb down your story to make other feel others feel better. Does that make sense? So if anything else um, coming from this exceptional journey, as you can hear from the tagline, I, my purpose and my hope is to empower, to inspire and to ignite people to live their best life after dot, 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 your dot, dot, dot might not be breast cancer, but you can still live your best life after whatever that is. And if anything from this whole new me, new normal after early menopause, it's not fun, it does not feel good, but I feel like this is just the beginning. I feel like there is greater coming from this whole new piece of my story. Like, I feel like one day, you know, someone might call and be like, Yolanda, I'm so grateful that you talked about being in early menopause, in early menopause because I'm 25 or I'm 36 and I'm going through the same thing. That's the point. That is the whole code. That is the greater for me. That's the whole goal. So if anything, guys, if you walk away with anything in this podcast, yes, you know, it's kind of cathartic. Is that the right word? Lath no, not lethargic. No, I'm not tired. I'm not. No. <laughs> if anything, it was therapeutic. Okay. <laughs> it was therapeutic for me to tell the story. Um, because again, there are some people that are close to me that are, you know, noticing things and they're just like, girlfriend, what's going on? And, you know, I'm like, this is what's going on. This is what I'm feeling. And I try not to be the Debbie Downer. And I hope that you're leaving this podcast not feeling Debbie Downer. I want you to realize and recognize that life always throws something new at us, <laughs> literally always. But at the end of the day, you have to find a way that it can make you stronger and that you can use it to thwart you into what you're destined to be. I have no idea what God has in store for me. I have no idea. I have, I have a few things. Let me not say no idea. I have a few things that he's told me that he wants me to do. Listen, you don't have to be believe in Christ or God. I would want you to, but I'm just saying if you don't, no love lost, no love lost whatsoever. But what I'm saying is, is use every opportunity in your story. Use every opportunity good or bad in your journey in life to live the best you is menopause kicking my tail absolutely absolutely am i going to feel this good about it maybe in a half an hour maybe not but right now i wanted to let you guys know despite the pain that i'm in despite the ups and downs that i'm going through i'm i'm determined to use this new normal new menopause me to still be great to still get stuff done will will it have to be done maybe a little differently maybe but maybe not
So that's it, guys. I literally, I just wanted to make sure you guys knew in every area of life, no matter what you're going through, life is going to throw stuff at us. Have your moment. Like I said, it took me a little bit to be able to make this podcast. It took me a little time. I, I, I want to say my doctor's appointment was like the middle of December and it's now the middle of February. So it took me some time to be able to talk about it freely without breaking down or without getting angry. Guys, I'm, I, I'm just being honest, but here we are. So take your time, whatever life throws at you, take your time, face it, but be determined to use it to be a stronger and better you. Cool? All right, that's it, guys. That's it. That's all I have. <laughs> I was trying to do a short podcast, and I'm already still at 40 minutes. <laughs> but if you've made it this far, thank you so, so much for rocking with your girl. I really do appreciate it. Please, whenever you get a moment, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review on any platform that you're listening to this on. Um, that really helps me you know, see and know what you guys are liking. And it also helps, you know, the, the companies that I'm with know that you guys like the podcast. Um, but if you have any questions, comments, concerns, suggestions, please let me know. Either hit me up in my DMs on any social media platform, or you can hashtag TEJ podcast. As I said earlier, I want to connect with you guys. I want to know what you think. Let's connect. Let's get to know each other. Until next time, guys, please keep continuing to walk the survivor's side of life. That's where you'll find me. Peace.